Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. My name is Nicole DiVincentis. I'm your coach. I'm your hostess. It's great to have you here with us this evening. Today is Thursday. I believe it's the 19th of November. Next Thursday is actually Thanksgiving of the probably the most infamous year to date, which was the year 2020. And I think that's going to be the year that's going to go down in history where it's not going to need any sort of introduction. You just say 2020 and everybody will have a sense of knowing that this year, well, it's been real, hasn't it? (laughs) I think we can all agree that whatever the pandemic brought your way, (laughs) shoot, you somehow got your ass handed to you, right? I think it's been different people on on different ends of the spectrum that some people have had a tremendous blessing that their work, their industry massively exploded during the pandemic and even during shutdown and really no looks of slowing down anytime soon. I can say um, for myself I personally, right now, I do have a job and I'm a designer for Walter E. Smith. We have been literally so incredibly busy since the shutdown. We started shutdown working seven days a week remotely. Um, It went down to six, but I don't know, but I think the rest of my peers would probably agree. We're all pushing the boundaries of working seven days a week again. And that may be like, and I, and I say that not to sound conceited or to impress you in any way, but to we're, tonight we're going to be talking about <laughs> basics. We're going to be talking about nutrition and bringing back some of, you know, the fundamentals of, you know, the things that are, are important to our existence, our survival, and ultimately our thrival. We'll bring in some nutrition and all kinds of good things. But I say that as an introduction because I know there's a lot of individuals who have been riding that plane. I think the work from home people, you guys have also been working like nonstop, like because it's you, (laughs) all you have to do is open up your email and you're in that rabbit hole for two or three hours, even on a dedicated day off. And I know it can be hard to shut that door and get yourself out of there. And maybe that's where you are. It's been nonstop. Maybe you're a parent and your kids were in school. They were kind of in school. They were home. They were doing a hybrid model. They were halfway doing school. They're Zooming and then the, the, the signal bleeps out and you're having to try to like log in and they don't want to work in the dining room anymore and they want to work from the basement and then they miss their family or their their friends and that's been a whole thing right like this whole entire pandemic and then there's been the election right? so we'll touch that one in a little bit but maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum you are dealing with a situation where you have a small business and you are facing shutdown, you have shut down, you had to close doors, you had to lay people off, maybe you have gotten laid off and you're on the other end of the spectrum where you are wanting to work and whatever area you live in, it's either been slow to reopen, your industry is not opening again anytime soon and you are spinning your wheels and trying to make it happen, but operating from a place of you need to massively rebuild. 
And then maybe you also do have kids and they're, you know, home and now you're trying to do homeschool while you're looking for a job. And like, I think we can all agree that while each of our situations are unique, at the end of the day, we're halfway through November of 2020. And this has honest to God, it has, I think, would you agree about this? Like it's been a slow year, but at the same time, it has really gone fast. I mean, think about this. One year ago, what were you doing? You know, what was the most pressing thing on your mind one year ago today? And see how much life has changed, you know, in these 12 months. It's crazy. It's crazy. And maybe the pandemic wasn't even that big of a deal. Maybe you had other stuff going on, you know, amidst the pandemic. So the pandemic just, you know, kind of magnified things. You know, I always find it really useful that when we get to certain parts of the year, and I think that you'll hear this a lot as you listen to different podcasts, and certainly when you coach with me, it's, it's vitally important for you to take some time and pause and just kind of like evaluate I call it triage your position like triage is a very rapid process you just kind of like you look at it and you you know quickly determine position or urgency or situation and you know just really from an honest clarity point you know just ask yourself some questions are you closer to or farther away from your goals And when you're looking at this, I invite you to extend to yourself some grace, compassion, and mercy. Now, I will be the first to tell you that I'm a very hard driver when it comes to myself. Um, The expectations that I have of myself, and that's how I run. But I also have a firm grip on reality that, you know, okay, a year ago, like for myself, I was a brand, I just celebrated my first year anniversary at Walter E. Smith. And for me, amidst the pandemic, I just had a quarterly meeting with my managers. You know, she told me my numbers and I was like, I was pissed because I underperformed in my eyes. Like, I I think that when you coach and train with me, you you're much the same. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have high goals and high expectations for yourself. And amidst whatever craziness is, like you're the last person to make excuses for yourself. Like you would, <laughs> it's just like you expect that you can, you know, shatter, you know, whatever ceilings there are and, you know, move quickly through a learning curve and, you know, be a peak producer, peak performer in whatever area. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you that not that you're making excuses for yourself, but you have to extend to yourself a little bit of grace and mercy that sometimes you can get to a point where you actually need to stop and stabilize and reset in order to be able then to move forward and exceed a goal, hit a target or whatever it is. Okay. So tonight on this particular podcast, 
you know, I've been toying. There's been a lot of stuff going on. I haven't been podcasting or recording or speaking or blogging or writing hardly at all this past year. And for obvious reasons, just, I just don't have anything left. <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I, I really miss it. And when I was triaging my position, you know, thinking back where I was a year ago, what it was that I was doing, what do I, you know, what do I love having in my life? What do I miss having in my life? What do I want to be doing more in my life? You know, what do I think is important? You know, really fundamentally, it's, it's your health and, you know, the people whom you call family, your relationships, whomever that may be, it may or may not be blood, it may be people that you work with, it may be neighbors, it may be people that you call aunt or uncle in there, and again, they're not blood related to you, like, however that translates for you, like, let's all agree, like, those are the two most important things for you, and when you get caught up in that cycle, which is a frenzy, and it can be because things are going famously for you at work and you're really, really focused and you're just trying to get to that next benchmark level, oftentimes it can come at the expense of your health and or your relationships. And it's, you know, this is that time of year, you know, 2020 aside, where you get that opportunity to take a giant step back and reconnect. You know, and maybe this year we're not going to be able to do it in person. You know, um, my family is everywhere. They, you know, some have moved out of state and now there's this whole, you know, COVID thing and, you know, social distancing and, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to be with your family on the holidays. And I get that. (laughs) So, you know, here we are, there's six weeks left to the, to the year and, you know, maybe you're not walking around with a pep in your step or again maybe you're totally crushing it and wherever you fall on this spectrum what I really would like to do with this particular podcast is to lighten it up a little bit and a lot a bit actually and bring in some levity and rather than just focusing on like deep concerning issues you know a lot of personal development let's take let's let's back the bus up and take you know a big deep beautiful breath and let's get back to basics and what we're going to be bringing in tonight is going to be more about boosting your immunity and concepts and topics about about nutrition because if you are working your fool head off and you know business is great and you're trying to keep that momentum going you obviously cannot afford to get sick All right, so we've got to touch on nutrition as an immunity booster for you. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, if shit's, you know, kind of real right now, I get it. Um, It doesn't mean that you're excluded from the health arena. It just means that you have to be a little bit more creative on how you're going to be nourishing yourself so that you can stay strong, finish the year strong, and then, you know, kick 2021 in the ass right? Rather than having the ear kick you in the ass. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. All right. So let's have some fun here. Let's do this. Wherever you are, 
unless you're driving, of course. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be just starting back with the basics and let's get ourselves in a peak state where we are present with enough energy to be focused, but not so much frenetic energy that we're like bouncing off the wall. So what I'm going to ask for you to do is if you are either standing or sitting, just lengthen yourself. If you can stand up, please do that. Lengthen your spine. If you're sitting, you know, sit up nice and tall, draw your abdominals in. If you're driving again, please do not do this. But let's go ahead, let's take a nice deep breath in through your nose. And exhale out through your mouth. Again, inhale. And exhale. If you can, this time, put your hands at the center of your chest, prayer position. Inhale, press your arms up. Exhale, arms come down and around. One more time, inhale up. Exhale, down and around. Okay, doesn't that feel better already? All right, here's something that's really cool. What that actually is, it's actually a strategy that you can utilize the beginning of your day, throughout your day, as a means of stress mitigation. What that does, just the breaths, arms are a bonus, but the breaths in and of themselves, what that actually does is it switches your nervous system out of what we affectionately know as fight or flight, okay? coasting the adrenaline high, and it actually moves you to a different side of your nervous system, which is called feed or breed, but it's the difference between the sympathetic nervous system, which enhances fight or flight, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is attached to feed or breed. Now, the two sides of the nervous system function like this. When you're in fight or flight, this is a very primal response. What happens is that your body is in that very awake state. Your heart rate is increased, the control force of your heart muscle is actually stronger, your blood pressure goes up, your peripheral vision goes away, your logical thought process goes away, your verbal articulation skills go away, your fine motor dexterity goes away. Why? Because dating way back to caveman when he was trying to escape T-Rex with the big head and the little arms, he did not have time to sit there and try to rationalize, you know, with Mr. Rex about how he shouldn't gobble him up for dinner. What he needed to do was haul ass, get the hell out of Dodge, okay, and run like a mother so that he wouldn't be eaten, you know, as an appetizer for T-Rex's dinner, okay? So that's what that is. We operate primarily in fight or flight from the moment our alarm clock goes off. And if you're like most people, you probably use your phone as an alarm and you probably have 12 consecutive alarms set in 15 minute increments just in case you miss the first one, you forget to set it, you don't hear it, you press snooze, you don't realize it, you accidentally shut it off, you have a backup. So it's like you have all like six alarms, 10 alarms going off every 15 minutes, some are on snooze, so they actually go off every three minutes instead of every nine minutes because you press snooze on the first, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What a way to wake up. That's what I have to say 
about that. Like, oh my gosh, what could be more jarring? I guess probably working in a fire department would be more jarring than having like that annoying sound of the alarm. Because you know that you have to set it like on the most annoying sound and loud so that it actually wakes you up. I'm not sure that I know anybody who wakes up gently with like, oh, the sound of fresh clouds and rain. Like, I don't know that that would really wake anybody up nowadays. Like most of us need some sort of an obnoxious, you know, alarm to actually wake ourselves up and and start our day. But then what happens is that that actually moves you from you know, our complete resting state into that fight or flight and your body is already, you know, from the second you open up your eyes, it's in a massive like jarred position. And then you go, probably go to the bathroom, go have a cup of coffee, there's another stimulant and it continues that fight or flight response. You pick up your phone, you're on your electronics, you're checking email, you're scrolling through social, more electronics, solving other people's problems by checking your email, All of this stuff does nothing but push your body farther into fight or flight and you haven't even been out of bed seven whole minutes yet. What a way to start your day, okay? The cool thing is that that breathing technique, what it actually does physiologically is it switches you out of fight or flight and it allows the other side of your nervous system, again, it's called the parasympathetic side. This is kind of like the chill pill side of your nervous system and it reverses the effects of adrenaline. It works very closely with another neurotransmitter called GABA, G-A-B-A, and what it does is it allows your heart rate to come back down to a normal place. (laughs) It decreases the strength of the contractile force of the heart. No, not to a dangerous level, but just, you know, to normal. It allows your blood uh, pressure to come back down. It allows restoration of peripheral vision. It allows restoration of clarity of thought. It allows you to become more verbally articulate. And it restores fine motor activity and fine motor skill. So it really becomes one of your great friends. And it's something that's so easy to do. It only takes a couple seconds. It doesn't cost any money. You don't need to have any props. You don't need to have any tools. You don't need to be in a very special place. I mean, you can do breathing while you're driving. Just don't, you know, take your hands off the wheel to do the prayer position thing. (laughs) But what that will do is that will help you to mitigate some of the effects of stress. And really, you know, isn't that what we're all facing right now is heightened sense of stress because you're working your asses off you're not sleeping right, you're on electronics 24-7 or nearly that equivalent. Um, You're just trying to, you know, escape your day. You know, instead of going outside, maybe what you're doing is, I find myself this is happening to me too. Like, I just, I need to get away. It's kind of cold outside. Um, I'm, you know, looking at something online. You know, Christmas is coming up. Looking to shop and, you know, buy gifts and, you know, do the whole thing. And, like, you're on a lot of electronics. And all that does is it continues to perpetuate that fight or flight scenario. And what really has to happen, and especially a time like this, 
when you are a person who plans on finishing the year strong is that you have to have some sort of a battle plan and an arsenal of tools for you to draw from so that you can remain vital and strong and that your immunity can actually stay strong, you know, amidst all the kind of craziness that's actually going on, whether it's, you know, flu season that we're talking about, you know, increased rates of, you know, some, you know, virus, whatever the situation may be, right? Or even just like normal health and vitality, you know, amidst, you know, massive, massive pressures and, and, you know, you're starting to feel sad or, or isolated or whatever the case may be. Okay. So I need to pause. I'm in my car podcasting in a parking lot in a shopping mall. And there are (laughs) teenagers standing in the bed of a truck and they are, it looks like they're doing the floss. So, (laughs) you know, like, God always has a sense of humor. He always sends the right people, you know, just at the right time. And that's a reminder to keep it, you know, like light. Like, don't take yourself so seriously. Get outside. Get some fresh air. Move your body. Oh, look at them go. (laughs) I hope they don't fall out. But, you know, that's what it is. It's getting back to the basics and, you know, pulling yourself, like literally pulling yourself off of electronics, which is ironic because you're listening to this on an electronic platform, but hopefully you will, you know, break away from this and then implement some of those tactics and strategies so that you can remain vital and, you know, hopeful for the future and again, finish the remainder of this year, the six weeks that we have on a very positive note, you know, you continue the current momentum that you have, or if you find that you're having to dig yourself out of a hole, that you have the strength and the energy and the endurance and the capacity and, and the positivity to, to do, actually do that. So there's a couple things for you right there in a nutshell. All right. Now, the next thing I'd like to talk about here also, when you're looking on becoming more vital, remaining vital, finishing strong, carping your damn diem, you know, however you like to verbalize this, you know, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of two things. Number one is the importance of water. I know that we hear this all the time. And again, this is a podcast. We're getting back to basics here because when you're working a lot, you're hustling a lot, you're managing the kids' work, school, this back and forth stuff, you're trying to get your own workload done, you're trying to get the laundry done. Like life is happening at warp speed right now. It can become so easy to get behind on your water intake and then you find yourself you know two three four days later and tell me if this has ever happened to you you wake up in the morning you barely have to pee and your urine is like so dark you're just like holy shit man it's not because you took a bunch of vitamins just like you're dehydrated right? How easy is that to happen? Or perhaps you work in a place where it's cold. And I know when it's cold, it's harder temperature wise, it's harder to drink a lot of water, because you get even colder drinking the water, right? I think we tend to see a lot of people's water intake go down as we get into the later months of the year, particularly if you work or live in a colder climate, just because drinking more water, even if it's not cold, it's still, it's still colder than your body temperature and it, (laughs) it makes you cold from the inside out. So 
this is just your friendly reminder on the importance of water. Now, one of the biggest questions that I always get asked is, well, how much water should I be drinking? And there is no straight answer to give you that would appropriately serve you. Okay, it's highly individualized. You know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, simple things like the size of your body. It has to do with muscle mass, muscle maturity. It has to do with how much you're working out, how much you're not working out. Are you doing yoga? It has to do with what do you do for a living? It has to do with your diet. It has to do with your sodium intake. It has to do with how much water do you get in through the other foods that you eat. Like it's very highly specialized. And so I'm not going to just give you some blanket answer, but what I can tell you is that most likely whatever amount of water you're drinking and maybe you're laughing right now because you have not been drinking any water but you know that you should you know just start yourself by drinking more you know some of the athletes that I coach myself my target range is a gallon and a half to two gallons a day that's when I actually feel my best It allows me to have a lot of energy, to have great workouts. It facilitates recovery. I find that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not stiff. Like my my muscles don't hurt. My joints don't hurt. My skin looks great. My hair looks better. I feel better. I don't have as many wrinkles on my face. I don't have dark circles underneath my eyes. Like water makes the world go round and it makes your life just so much better. So here's what we can do. Just whatever amount of water it is that you're drinking, just look to boost that a tiny bit. Usually by the time you feel like you're thirsty, you're already behind the eight ball. You're already dehydrated. Thirst is one of the later signs of dehydration. Some of the earlier signs of dehydration are actually things like fatigue. You're like, oh my God, well, I'm tired all the time. I must be massively dehydrated. Maybe you are. <laughs> but in addition, you're working like uh, you are a mother. So, you know, put it in the grand context of everything that water can solve a lot of the problems, but it's not going to solve the source of the problem. It can only get you through. Okay, but I cannot express enough to you about how important water is like literally all of your body's processes, whether it's digestion, it's the manufacturing of things like hormones, neurotransmitters, um, absorption of, of nutrients, even things like waste management, like getting rid of waste products through stool, through sweat, through urine. Um, it obviously takes place in the presence of water, like it uses water as a vehicle to escape from your body so you still like you always need water and if you're working in a space right now I mean let's talk about 2020 where you have to wear a mask Um, I wear a mask all day so I I have 40 hours a week and I work in a showroom it's huge so it's got this giant it's two stories up and down the stairs I don't even know how many times a day and I'm in sales so it's constant asking of the questions constant 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 conversation and how fast and easy it is to become very dehydrated where your mouth is just like 
it's like a freaking parched desert in there and you're wearing that mask and how terrible it feels after a while oh my gosh like it's a it's a bear to get all the water in like I, t- I totally get it I'm not making excuses for myself or for you I mean let's call attention to the elephant in the middle of the room it's something that needs to be addressed and if you're in that position and maybe you are working on front lines in healthcare, first respondership like we're all in some capacity you know dealing with some fallout from this situation you still have primary responsibility to take care of yourself so that you can provide excellent service to the people or the clients or the patients or whomever you know it is that you serve right so water is going to be a major constituent of that like I know I got to increase it I don't know what to tell you about it it's just when it comes to certain things I was having a conversation with one of my nutrition clients tonight Um, I do carry a small roster of clients Um, at this point in time I don't have a large roster simply because there's not enough hours in the day or days in the week to do that and obviously I I have primary jobs someplace else but I do carry it because I love to do it and um, I enjoy and and intentionally put a small business in there so that I can take advantage like of write-offs and position myself tax-wise to to, um, counter some of the the earnings on the on the W-2 side so um, anyway I was speaking with her tonight and we were talking about She's a business owner and we were talking about how she has not been she hired me for nutrition but it turned into more of an organizational leadership and life coaching um, program that we're running while building a nutritional program that she's regressing on some of her nutritional goals and when so again she's a business owner and she's working through some shit on the personal side like all of that business development and personal development like it's work in and of itself and entrepreneurship is a completely different lifestyle and so to try to put health and fitness lifestyle in the entrepreneurship lifestyle it's like and it's sales so it's it's almost it's two separate lifestyles and unless you are in fitness as your industry as your business it's it is a rough go trying to post that stuff up because just out of habit you're always working to put out fires you're always looking to close the next sale and take advantage of each and every opportunity that you have to keep that business not just afloat but to grow it you know so she's in that particular situation and we were talking about again like basic stuff like let's get back to basics about water and she said that she was going to try to do it and I said well no you don't try to do it it's like Nike like you just do it it said like it's putting the basket like through the net with nothing but net it's like just swoosh so it's like the Nike swoosh through the basketball net like this is what I do I hydrate myself I optimize my energy I nourish myself you know I boost my nutrition it's that we don't try to do anything just like we don't try to close a sale I close sales that's the intention that's the identity that's what I do 
you know, I put out fires. I don't try to put out fires, whether this is figuratively or literally. I don't, you know, try to be that person. That's This is what I do. You know, there's a difference there in identity. And one of the biggest things when you're looking to massively change, in this case, this is a lifestyle, the moment you assign the word try to something, that takes you straight out of the driver's seat and it puts you not even in the back seat. It puts you in the wood paneled station wagon in the rear facing seat without a seat belt. And even though those of us who grew up in the 70s and the 80s, we loved it back there because then we could, you know, wave at the people who were behind us in traffic and bounce around and things like that. Like you wildly, like when you're trying to grow and go to the next level, it's not the place for you because you literally have no control. And one bump in the road can eject you out the back window and freaking kill you. So (laughs) where you want to be is not in try mode. It's like Yoda. There is no try. There is just do. So you're doing the thing like you are hydrate. I hydrate myself, period. Swish. There's nothing but net. That's what I do. You're changing that identity, you know, and this is I don't care. Like if, if you have, you know, a bunch of kids and you're trying to manage all this stuff and look for a job, it doesn't matter. Like when the rubber meets the road, you cannot afford to let yourself get sick and you are still responsible for increasing the targets that you have so that whatever situation you find yourself in now, if it is unsatisfactory to you, it is 100% your responsibility to produce your way out of that shit. You know, to sit around and wait for somebody to make things better for you is actually quite immature. And I mean, let's look at this. I mean, the election just passed. We still have no idea. There's been no final determination of, you know, who's going to remain or who's going to become the president. But this is a perfect example of you cannot live your life in limbo you know, contingent upon, you know, whoever's going to be in that administration. It's 100% up to you to decide where you're going to be taking the vehicle of life. You know, what path are you taking? Are you going to be pressing the accelerator? Are you going to be pressing on the brake? Are you going to be dragging, you know, a million pounds, you know, of garbage behind you? Or are you going to be, you know, a high performance machine and freaking like go from zero to 60 and, and produce 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 like it's always up to you and again I know we're at this point of the year and I find myself at this place too this past week i tired you know just like there are six weeks I'm kind of content maybe I'll just coast or six weeks oh my god there's six whole weeks I'm not sure I, I got my ass handed to me this year I'm not sure that I have what it takes to finish this year strong like I'm just ready to let you know myself be taken down the river no, you can't do that. Or there's, there's only six weeks left. Like there's still so much that I want to do. I still need, like I need to sleep, but I need to be in high level production mode. Like let's continue to build this. Let's continue to gobble away at opportunities and, you know, carpe the damn diem and acquire as much as we can because people are afraid right now. And, you know, we're strong, we're vital and we're, we're ready to like kick it. So wherever you find yourself, but the point of the matter is that you cannot produce your way out. You cannot grow. You cannot advance. You can't change anything when you wait for somebody else to change it for you. And you certainly cannot do it when you assign the word try to it 
what has to happen is the mentation has to change where you step up 100% and uh, 100% of your effort, 100% of the responsibility into that position and just say like literally it's not just a meant to be thing like if I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge, if I'm going to make this situation better, if I'm going to stabilize this and reset and then move my shit forward, it's 100% up to me and you know what I'm doing is I am drilling in and I am focusing on my health because right now 2020 has been an absolute shit show everybody's all over the place (laughs) there's just the highs the lows everybody wants to drink wine just looking to escape or whatever like you have to start at the basics and you just have to start filling your own tank so that you can actually get back to center refocus yourself (laughs) stabilize yourself so that you can stabilize your home, you can stabilize your business, you can stabilize, you know, your sales, your pipeline, you know, whatever the situation may be, but it comes through that sense of certainty and the identity and how you absorb that role that, you know, I drink water, this is what I do. Do you know what I'm saying? Rather than like, oh my God, it just got so busy and I didn't and I didn't. You're making excuses. Like, this is what I do. And the more you own that as this is what I do, like this is a voluntary but very, very powerful choice, the easier it is for you to shift your habits, your mentation from wherever it is that you are to wherever it is that you want to be. That's a lot of information. But that's true. It's true with water. It's true with nutrition. It's true with um, how you view the world, your vantage point, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, whether you are hopeful, whether you're skeptical, you know, whether you continue to go, you know, balls to the wall, you know, everything on the line and push towards your goal or whether you, you know, kind of wilt and and step away and, you know, crouch in fear and worry if you're never going to ever be able to do such an incredible thing, you know, whatever it is, Um, you know, everything is always 100% up to you to focus on the task at hand, to focus on the goal and continue taking steps towards it. But the faster you can identify with the identity and assume the identity of the person who already has what you're looking for, who already has become the person that you're looking to become, the faster you will increase your level to be on the same level as that individual probably energetically before anything else but you know you start to mimic them you start to do the things that the successful people who have what you want to have who do what you want to do who are who you want to become are doing you have to start to morph and you have to start to change and when you own that this is what I do it becomes very normal to you so that it's not such a laborious thing. Like it honestly just becomes part of your routine. In the beginning, you're not going to believe it. In the beginning, you're just going to be like, yeah, this is what I do. I drink my water. Woo. <laughs> I can just see everybody right now. <laughs> but after you do it, 
it becomes very mechanical. You're not going to have to talk yourself into it or anything like that. It's going to become automatic. And as you're drinking, people will make comments, drinking water, people will make comments, and you're just going to look at them. This is what I do. No excuses. And that transference, that transition into that higher state is much easier. It's not quite as painful for sure. Okay? It's a lot of information packed into one little water molecule there, wasn't it? (laughs) I know. All right. So speaking of that, let's take a quick second. If you have a bottle of water at the ready, let's go ahead. Let's take a drink. I've got my gigantic jug here next to me. I carry a gallon bottle with me at all times. So let's go ahead. Take a drink of water. Because the one thing that's really important for you to know too, and this is very valuable if you work in a space where you talk for a living. So you're in sales, you are a coach, you are a teacher, and probably if you're a parent, (laughs) I would venture to say you do a lot of talking when you're a parent, is that you actually have a tremendous amount of water loss through the vapor of your breath. This is something that's called insensible water loss, and it can come about through just breathing. So by being alive, you actually lose water in your breath vapor. But also when you're speaking, again, like you are breathing and you're using your vocals in a different way and usually speaking a little bit louder, excuse me, than you would normally and that non-stop talking, especially now if you're wearing a mask all the time, like everything gets super, super dry because you have an insensible wa- amount of water loss through speaking through your vapor of your breath. So the importance of hydration, again, frequently during the course of the day, you can't just go drink like, you know, a whole entire you know, two liters, you know, at one sitting and then expect it to serve you well throughout the rest of the day, you usually pee it out. Um, unless your body is used to receiving that much water at one time. So it's a habit that you start to practice over the course of time. But if you've ever felt like after, you know, a couple days on the sales floor, or a couple days at work, um, you know, if you work in healthcare, especially it's like super dry in the hospital so that, you know, there's bacterial and, and viral growth are inhibited, you know, in dry environments, like plus you're wearing a mask. Like you feel markedly tired, not just because patients suck the life out of you, which they do, and I remember that well, but also because you're talking so incredibly much through obtaining patient history and explaining and doing all the things that you do. Like you have to remember to refill that tank, refill that vessel, you know, with some water so that you stay, again, light, bright, and vibrant. Okay? All right, so what have we covered tonight? So we already covered this. Let's take a quick little review. We've been going for about 40 minutes right now, and we've covered what? Two things. We've covered the first thing, which is actually how to switch your body from an advanced stress state into one which is one of more relaxation. And we did that through the power of the breath. And then number two is talking about the importance of water. <laughs> so I know that we, that was a little bit longer than what you probably expected, but water is obviously so incredibly important. We're talking about water as a drinking um, agent. But what I'd like to actually do now is step into one other stress mitigation tactic, technique, you know, another tool 
to have in your belt, in your arsenal, and that is the power of water, okay, as a buoyancy or a floating agent, okay, relaxation. I'm talking about a bath. I'm talking about swimming. I'm talking about immersing yourself in water. How many of you are so incredibly busy that you don't take a bath? You take showers. And thank God we have showers. But for the point of relaxation, it's almost like you don't have time for a bath. And how many of you are just like longing to go, probably at this point, we're all longing to go on a really long vacation on a beach somewhere that also has a pool in case you don't like to swim in the ocean. But it has a pool. So either way, like your body can be in water, like weightless in water. Like your head can be, like you can be floating and you can just be light as a feather and just like take the stress of this nonstop, relentless year. Whether it's nonstop, relentless, sitting at a desk, working on a little computer, you know, maybe you're working not even on a big screen, you're working on a portable tablet, you're hunched over, you know, you're up and down, up and down, maybe you walk a lot for work or whatever, but your body has freaking had it, especially if you work out, you know, like gravity is a bitch and it pulls down like on so much of your body. How much better would you feel if you could be light as a feather swimming? Um, I know some people laugh and they say they're like negative buoyant, but how much better would it be if you could allow yourself to actually float in water? Can you feel that? Like if you like the pool, I mean, just like smell the, the smells, like smell the chlorine, you know, and just like the pool has that very particular smell to it in a good way. And maybe, you know, bring in some sunscreen to that smell. Or maybe you like the ocean. Maybe you like some sort of a large natural body of water. And again, maybe there's sand. Maybe, you know, you can hear some tropical music playing in the background. Like, how awesome would that be right now? I mean, wouldn't you just want to do like one bop of Jeannie's ponytail to transport yourself to a place where you could be immersed in water that is actually like, and you don't have any cares in the world. Like you don't have to worry about COVID. Like you could just be there with your foo-foo drink with an umbrella in it and a, you know, a glass of water, of course. <laughs> and you could just be in the sun, you know, and just like soaking all that awesomeness in. You know what I'm saying? Like the power of visualization. Like you may not be able to travel right now. Okay. Like, and until, you know, things kind of stabilize, like, I don't know. I don't even know what travel is like right now. I, I honestly have no clue. But what I do know is that a lot of people, myself included, wildly benefit from being soaked in water. So if you have a bathtub, Okay, you're probably going to have to clean it because you probably haven't used it in a little while. But what would be the, the outcome of your actually taking a bubble bath? And men, if you're listening, like you can totally take a bubble bath. Like it's totally fun, right? Do that. Go to the store, buy a good bubble bath. They sell them at the grocery store. You know, and if you really wanted to make it even better, then get one that has a good scent to it, something lavender. 
you know, maybe you need to do like a, a sea salt soak or an Epsom salt soak, you know, something to just like, you can get, you know, eucalyptus and just have kind of like that, that nice, like that vapor scent and just like it opens up your senses and, and you breathe so clearly and right and just like ease back into that bathtub and just like let the heat of the water just like take care of your muscles and ease your aching back and doesn't it sound so good like how much can water cure I mean really it's (laughs) it's such a wonderful thing but you could take a bubble bath you know I think we can all agree like if you don't have You probably want to take a bath that's longer than 15 minutes. But if you only even had 15 minutes to get in there, you know, turn the water on while you're doing some other stuff. So you're not wasting your 15 minutes waiting for the tub to fill up. Use the 15 minutes to actually soak in there and just let yourself come down from the day. You know, I think it's a big misconception on everybody's part. And and I'm finding that a lot of people are suffering in silence because they think that they're the only ones or they think that they're being wimpy. Working from home is no joke. You may not have the commute that you used to have. You know, maybe you're not fighting traffic or you're not taking public transportation or whatever it is that you needed to do to get to your job. But... When you work from home, there is no shutting off the day unless you decide to actually do it. You're working more. I know that you are. I have not met a person who is working from home who is working the equivalent or less than they did before shutdown. Right? It's non-stop. And it's brutal. Okay? Luckily... If you have a tub in your home, <laughs> it won't take much resource for you to actually turn that thing on. And even if you don't have bubble bath, just to be in there and, you know, let your body soak and relax and just kind of like chill out your lower back. You know, think about how much muscle work it actually takes to sit. You know, I think people are like, well, you know, it's kind of like lounging. No, sitting is an active position because you have to remain. I mean, think about all the meetings that you're on, all the Zoom meetings. You can't be lounging on on the sofa. I mean, I think you can probably turn the video camera off on some of your meetings, but there are some meetings that you have to actually be upright and present for. So it really places a lot of strain and onus on your back and your core musculature to stay upright seated in your chair. How awesome would it be to be able to just relax into a hot soak? Doesn't that sound so good? You know, and then maybe you have like a nice fluffy towel and you just kind of like, you know, instead of like the usual rush, like you're rushing into the shower, you're drying yourself off like a maniac, you're trying to get dressed, you know, when your skin is still damp and you're pulling clothes on and you're getting stuck and because you're still like your body's still kind of, you know how it is when you first get out of the shower, like it's a it's a whole thing and you're trying to dry your hair put on your makeup shave you know whatever it is that you're doing 
like you're rushing and rushing and rushing and rushing and even if you use dry shampoo like it's still a process like getting ready is a huge process but it's fast you know and not taking that time to just like kind of slow down and just relax let yourself come down from the day how awesome would that be you know it's okay to give yourself some TLC and it's okay to shut the day off and I know that everybody is working super hard to keep their businesses open and everything there has to be time for you to come offline regroup become a human again (laughs) come back down to the basics so that you can again stabilize and recharge and move forward basic things So we covered the power of the breath, water for consumption, the importance of drinking more water, and then, you know, the wonderful aid that being able to soak in water actually provides to you. All of that to help bring you back to present, to help you come down from that day. Because here's the other thing. We could sidestep right now and talk about straight nutrition in terms of the food that you eat, the habits that you have, you know, frequency of your meals, you know, macronutrient content, all this stuff. But one of the things that's really interesting that maybe you didn't know is that your body has a very hard time absorbing nutrients when it's in that fight or flight mode. Okay, when you're all jacked up and you've got adrenaline floating around, you know, your heart rate goes up, like all that stuff. What happens is that the blood actually gets shunted away from your stomach and all of your digestive organs. And it goes to the things that keep you alive, like your heart, your lungs, and your brain. Okay, and that's why a lot of times when pressure is really high... And people say, oh, my God, I feel so incredibly stressed out and, you know, this, that and the other. I I feel like I'm not making any progress. This blah, 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 blah. What happens is that they also usually have complaints. And maybe this is you of upset stomach, you know, bouncing back and forth between. Okay, so I'm a registered nurse. Like I don't everything is open game for me to talk about here. Bouts of diarrhea versus bouts of constipation and like, oh my God, I have irritable bowel syndrome. Like there's all these things. But when you get back to the basics and you come and you take a look at patterns here, you know, what's the causative factor? Why does that happen? And it really many times has to do with pressure mitigation, you know, or I guess stress mitigation Stress comes about like physical stress when you allow pressures to internally affect you. Okay? And then that's what causes a stress response and then that causes blood flow to go back and forth from your gut and you have all these different complaints, this, that, and the other thing. So I was going to talk about nutrition on this particular podcast, but then as I got going, I was thinking to myself, like self, Talking about the food is not going to make one damn bit of a difference because the food isn't going to absorb when they're hanging out in stress syndrome over here. We have to first mitigate, curtail, abate the stress response and then 
we have a ready student. And then when we eat, the body's going to be actually absorbing nutrients in a much more efficient way than if we're trying to, you know, throw food down their throat and, you know, they're getting sick to their stomach, they don't have an appetite, you know, whatever the case may be. Okay, so consider this kind of like the first part of nutrition is that you have to also have a well-primed digestive tract. Like digestion starts in your mouth with your chewing the food and the production of saliva. It has different enzymes in there to break the food down, you know, and then it continues once it gets in your stomach and then it moves into your small intestine and into your large intestine. You know, most of your nutrient absorption actually takes place in the small intestine. But if you do not have, you know, a healthy lining of your small intestine, if you do not have gut health, if your bacteria, your normal, what we call your bacterial flora in your stomach is jacked up, it can happen for a number of different reasons, you're not going to have great food absorption or nutrient absorption. And then you're still going to be tired and you're still going to be cranky and you're still not going to be making progress. And, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. We only have six weeks left of this year. <laughs> okay. So gut health is going to be like primo, okay? And one of the ways that you can actually optimize gut health is through stress mitigation tactics. And we've talked about a few. So we talked about the power of the breath, the importance of that. We talked about drinking water. That's actually an internal stress controller because it actually helps to diffuse and control some massive things like blood sugar levels, it helps to, you know, help your body go through different chemical processes. It works as an aid in manufacturing different things that your body needs, and it helps with the removal of waste. So there's that. It also helps, like, if you soak your body in it, again, that moves back into, you know, stress mitigation and stress, you know, abatement so that you can stay awake, alert, vital, and absorbing nutrients you know, to the highest capacity. Who knew? Okay, how simple is that? So I'm going to be finishing up this podcast because I know right now I'm starting to get tired. My voice is starting to get tired. (laughs) And I'm going to honor my body and kind of cut this off. But I hope that that has been valuable for you. And I hope that, you know, there's been a few key pieces for you to be able to take away, immediately implement, you know, and just start to re-infuse yourself with some goodness and in a way that's going to be very meaningful to you because we're starting from the basic and building up from there. This has been Nicole DiVincentis on the Transformation Gold Podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you know anybody who would benefit from this, please share. Um, I believe that we're up on all major podcasting platforms as of now in the Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy podcast. If there's anything that I can do to be of service to you, your family, your team, your organization, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can definitely reach me via website at transformationgold.org. There's a contact us link at the top of the page. Go ahead and fill that out. I will be in touch with you 
24 to 48 hours after receipt of that, and we'll get you rocking and rolling. All right, everybody, thank you again. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful restful evening if I do not get back up in podcast before Thanksgiving. I don't make any commitments with my time in the evening because I totally screw it up every single time. So I'm not doing that or coming upon the nine o'clock hour. (laughs) If I don't talk to you before Thanksgiving, have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. And uh, I look forward to to being with you and sharing some time with you again in the near future. All right. Stay safe. Be well, everyone. Bye-bye.